Are you looking for a podcast with some life tips? Do you need some uplifting and encouraging words? Or maybe you're looking for someone to just be a listening ear to whatever struggles you may be facing day to day. Well, this ain't it. Come join myself, Serzo, and my co-host, Poochie, as we tell you like it is and give you our unsolicited opinions that you probably didn't ask for. Whether it's about religion, relationships, the workplace, entertainment, social justice, or even baby mama drama. Someone has to tell you something. Why not let it be us? Join us every other Sunday on the Lobby Podcast as we take on topics that you didn't even think about. Thanks for listening. Episode 7. We're going to call this the reveal episode, and you will see why we call it the reveal episode as we get into this. I'm here. I'm your boy, Serzo. Poochie's here with me. Say hi to everybody. What's up? Hey, Uh, hey. How your week been so far? Um, it's been a long week. It's a long week. It's been a long week. The slowest week, but it's Friday. There you go. So we're going to rest and then we're going to get back into it on Monday. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, this episode, like I said earlier, we're going to call this the reveal episode. And, uh, I'm going to start this conversation off with, um, I'm going to give you a couple stories here that uh, I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. I'm sure you've probably already heard from it in the past, but I want to kind of bring it up and talk about your biggest regret. So just to bring this full circle and talk about a couple of celebrities who out there who, who said what their biggest regrets were. Mm. So, uh, Justin Timberlake, for one, he says his biggest regret was letting Janet Jackson take all the heat for that Super Bowl halftime show where her boob popped out. Yeah. He felt like he had... (laughs) (laughs) Who don't remember that? Right. Right. (laughs) He said he felt like he could have done more, you know, to come to her defense, um, but he just kind of sat on the sidelines, which was kind of crazy to me. I, I didn't understand why he didn't step up and say, you know, I was a part of this too. Yeah, you know, I really didn't understand the big deal. I mean, a boob is a boob is a boob is a boob, right? Right. Like, right. um, it was an accident. It wasn't part of the act. It's not like it was indecent exposure. But I mean, she took like a lot of heat, like blacklisted from the Grammy. She was banned for the Super Bowl, and he was just going on his merry way. So this wasn't anything like small. This was like a big deal. For her, but I didn't really even understand all like the hoopla as to why people, you know, reacted the way that they did. And I wonder would it have been the same way if that was somebody like Pink or Christina right. Aguilera, you know, would have been the same response. Right. You know, I don't think it would have been the same response, but I digress. <laughs> um, George Clooney, another one, he regretted mm-hmm. his role in Batman and Robin. He actually said that that was a waste of money. Mm. Crazy. I've, I've never heard a celebrity talk about one of their own movies and say that it was a waste of money. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't, I'm not really a Batman and Robin fan, so I didn't um, watch this movie. Mm-hmm. But if he thinks it's a waste of money, then I shall not be watching this <laughs> movie. I shouts be watching that. Shouts not right. <laughs> and then we have uh Will Smith. Now this is a crazy one. He said he regrets turning down his role uh in playing Neo in the Matrix. Mm. 
to do Wild Wild West because he thought that the Matrix was going to be a flop. Wow. That, that he missed out on a huge opportunity there. Because um, Wild Wild West was a wild wild mess. It was a uh-huh. hot. It, was, it's so uh-huh. sad. Yeah, I think that's one of like the weakest movies that ever that came, you know, to like the movie. It was, I mean, it was definitely his weakest movie. Definitely. You know, without was, a doubt. Was. I don't know which is weaker, uh, Wild Wild West or Glitter with Mariah Carey. You know what? Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely in the oh, top five. Oh, that's one of the movies you don't plan to watch like a morning or a Saturday night or something where ain't nobody awake or something. Yes. What's that other? <laughs> I forgot about glitter. Um, <laughs> you know what's another movie though that I just, I mean, they just should, they just should have stopped. Like, they just should have stopped. The Soul Plane or Soul Plane. Oh my God. That was the worst. It had so many celebrities, but that was the worst that movie to me. Worst thing I've ever seen. That was yes. Funny. It was just it was- so corny. <laughs> I'm like, they got every food up in this movie. It has so, so much potential. The ghetto people, I mean, the hairstyles, the door knocker earrings. I mean, yes. Just horrible. They had nerdy rims, or big rims on the dog on wheels on of the plane. plane. Mm-hmm. Like, really? This is what we're doing now? Yeah. We just feed that sticker type. But yeah. anywho, so uh, we've heard about some celebrity uh, regrets. So tell us what you think one of your regrets is in your life. I know it had to be something out there that you feel like you may have regretted. You know what? I try not to have any regrets. It's very difficult, though, because you kind of want to mind your manners, make sure, you know, you give that appreciation to those that need it and, you know, Mm -hmm. those apologies that, you know, because technically you're not supposed to apologize for the person. You're supposed to apologize for yourself. There you go. There you go. So it's it's difficult for me to kind of like say what my biggest regret is but if I had to think about it it would probably be not pushing myself to go to um physician assistant school really because mm-hmm. um I had an uncle and I don't know ever since I would well I still I wouldn't say had I have an uncle mm-hmm. and um ever since I was young he always called me the nurse he was like, hey, my nerves, you're going to be a nurse. I mean, from the time that, I mean, I can't go back until I was like five, six, seven. Um, wow. And so he you just, saw something. Yeah. He, for some reason, he was just like, I just feel like you're going to be a nurse. So, I mean, that always played in the back of my mind. But in my mind, I knew that I was, I did not want to be technically like a nurse because I feel like nurses are somewhat underpaid. They work very long hours. Um, um, so that, that kind of wasn't where I wanted to be. I kind of wanted to be in the background because people are just not like my forte sometimes. (laughs) So I never wanted a job where I actually had to be, you know, in front or dealing with a lot of people. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're younger, of course, you don't get those customer service jobs. 
But um, so when I was in college, I could not figure out what my major was. Like my first year, I did not have a major. I don't think I had a major until my second my second year last like semester or second semester somewhere around there um and it was to be a lab tech so I thought it was perfect I love microbiology you know um Mm -hmm. you still learned a lot you you almost learned just as much as a doctor learned um okay so I felt comfortable in that got that degree when I got out of school I was like, I don't even want to be a med tech anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to be a med tech. So literally, I never took my um, ASCP certification, never took a certification. And you know what? I actually have two. This, that, that's my other regret. That's my first regret is not like soon as I get out of school, go ahead and take that certification so that mm-hmm. I have something to fall back on. Um, but in my mind, I was like, man, like, I'm just done with school. Like, I don't want to study. I don't want to have to study. Um, and, you know, I was just done. I was like, I know I'm going to find something. I had, like, my professor, and she knew some people at the local hospitals around. So I just knew I was going to get a job really quickly and easily. Okay. Um, right. It just so happened that when I was out of school, it wasn't really a huge demand for med techs um, at that time. Okay. okay. So, um that's my first regret. Not going, to, not going to get the ASCP because what happens is, is that it does carry you, push you in another bracket because, you know, you have that certification, but you still don't have that experience because with these uh, jobs, you do have to have, you know, that experience. So after okay. that, went to a couple of dead end jobs. I wouldn't say dead end. There were young jobs, you know, mm-hmm. working at a clothing store, stuff like that. And then... I always, in the back of my mind, um, I don't know who introduced me to being a physician assistant. I want to say it might have been one of my friends. She went on to be a nurse practitioner, and she was still in school. And um, I know I didn't want to be a nurse practitioner. And I was thinking, and she was like, well, what, what about a physician assistant? And I did my research, and I was like, this is perfect because I can go still be in a small practice. Um, I get to pick and choose you know, my schedule, my schedule can still be like a nine to five type vibe okay. and I'll still be good and still make good money. Man, I looked by this time though, I was, out, I've been out of school for like probably like nine years. I think I was out of school for nine years until I really realized that that's probably where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked at that curriculum, I was like, oh, hell no, I am not. <laughs> Because That's really you work. only right, because really you only had that year because 10 years you have to take all your credits, like you have to take everything over. And oh, I was like, wow. oh hell no, I'm not taking all this. And then not only that, but you can't work because you an internship. The internship is non-paid, like you can't work. And by this time, right. I had had my daughter already, and I was like, Oh, there's no way I wouldn't be able to not work, you know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. And right. then it wasn't a lot of schools in this area. It was only two schools in this area that actually had the um, program. And, you know, it's tough to get in there. Yeah. Unless you wanted to, like, go somewhere far. So at that point, I was like, you know what? This is just what they got this a waiting like a- list here, don't they? Yes, they have a waiting list. Wow. Yeah. So that wow. was... So school was really my biggest. I should have honestly, like, 
just moved a little bit faster and just mm-hmm. know kind of like what I wanted to do um, going forward. But it's more like just having those key people in your life because now you have like the internet, you have social media, you can find anything anywhere, anytime. You can find all the resource, all the information you need is in like the palm of your hand. But you know, back then it wasn't even really like, you know, you kind of like who you know, and then, you know, you had Google, but. Right, right. Definitely not like it was now. Now, now, now it's easier. It's definitely easier to kind of like know where you fit. But, um, you know, yeah, you get in where you fit in, but I'm not, you don't necessarily work as hard as you would have back in the day, in my opinion. You have a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. You just pretty much have to be different from the next person in yeah, this day yeah. and age. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. What about you? What you have? What you got for the people? Well, I know I have, uh, I got two that I can probably speak to. Um, mm-hmm. One is uh, my last relationship. Okay. <laughs> Being in that last relationship for almost 13 years, and I learned absolutely nothing. Mm. I learned zero. I got nothing from it. (laughs) I just wasted, I feel like I wasted my time in that relationship. It was just a drag. Now, don't get me wrong, they were like any other relationship that you have your fun times, right? You have your good times, but. When it was all said and done, I didn't, I didn't gain anything. I didn't become, I, I can't even say this person made me a better person or made me a better uh, boyfriend or husband or yeah. any of that. Because wow. I didn't, it was just, it was almost like it was just there. Mm-hmm. It, it felt as we got closer to the end of the relationship it felt more like a partnership than it was a relationship. Yeah, or a situationship. Or a situationship, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were just going with the times, you know, we were just like rolling with the punches, you know. If if we wanted to go somewhere or whatever, it was just like, okay, let's go here. But it wasn't no excitement to it anymore. Yeah, no meaning. Yeah, it was just there. That's a long time. That is a long time. It's a long time. I feel like I gave for nothing. Long time to do nothing. Just a waste. Man, if I can get that back today, I would be so happy. But yeah, I feel like I wasted a lot of time there, obviously. What do you think you would have done in those 13 years, though? Like, Man, I probably had about 15 kids. (laughs) (laughs) You probably saved your ass (laughs) then. Oh, that's what that's what it was. Shoot, she <laughs> saved you. Woo, yeah. I, I was like, man, I, I I didn't go out a lot. Um, and, or when I did go out, you know, it was us. Um, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like I went out and did a whole lot of partying. You know, of course, I had my boy time. You know, right I'm there. You know, but overall, I didn't do a whole lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were together so it was just blah you know I think everybody has like some type of regret in a relationship whether it's time spent or whether 
you know, you just regret being in that negative space that they put you in. It's always a little bit of regret, I think, in like every relationship. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is what it is. What's your second one? Um, not having a better relationship with my dad. Oh, wow. Oh, you're going, you're getting deep. You're getting deep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take it, take it down. I'm going to take it there. I think mm-hmm. uh, the biggest issue is when I was, what, 13 or 14, somewhere around there. I think it was 14. I will never forget. Uh, <clears throat> he used to, of course, him and my mom were not together at that time. Mm-hmm. So he would come and pick me up almost every weekend. And I would go to his house or what have you and spend most weekends with him or whatever. Maybe not every single weekend, but most weekends. Mm-hmm. And this is back in the day, like in the 80s, I would say. And back then, I'm not sure you remember, they used to have these vans that used to have beds in them. And he had a van that had a full bed in it. Like a Winnebago? No, it was a it was a it was a regular van. Uh, I forgot what they call them now, um, but it's a van. It's like a I don't know how to explain. It. It's not like an Astro van or something like that. Not like today's van. It's an old school cargo kind of like van. But mm. he had it had a bed in it and it had a little small sink in it. And wow. I thought this thing was a coolest. You know, of course, 13, 14 years old. I'm thinking this is the coolest thing on wheels. Right, right. And he took care of that thing and it had carpet, you know, not just on the floor, but on the walls and the ceiling. On the inside what? of it. I'll never forget. Yes, it was decked out. Do you hear me? <laughs> it was top notch. And I was like, man, every time he kind of got me, I would go back there and play on that bed and just, you know, rolling around in that bed. I just chilled out on that ride from my house to, to his house, just chilling. We go and do stuff on the weekend, whatever. But then one weekend came and he called. He said, yeah, I'll be there whatever time it was. I can't remember what mm-hmm. time it was. And he didn't come. Mm-hmm. So now I waited whatever, about an hour or two. Then I called him again. And he told me how he got uh, hung up doing something. So, you know, he'll be there and a little bit later. I said, okay. So I left it alone. He didn't end up coming that night. Okay. And then... The next day, I called him, and you know he, he kind of gave me the story where he could, couldn't get away. He was doing something, and he just couldn't finish what he was doing at that time. So he'll make it up to me. He'll come and get me tonight because this is on a Friday. So now I'm talking on Saturday when I called him and uh, mm-hmm. caught up with him again. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I'll be there. I'll make sure I get there tonight to get you or what have you." That's okay. You know, I'm thinking nothing of it, and. From that day, when I was 14, I did not talk to him again until I was, I want to say, 36. Oh, so. About 36, 37 was the next time I talked to him. Because because mm-hmm. of that, that one situation? I don't, well, I could never get back in contact with him. Whenever I called him after that last time I spoke to him, he said he's gonna come and get me that Saturday night. Uh-huh. He never answered the phone again. Wow. He never called me again or anything. My mom tried to call him. He just would not answer the phone. 
So I'm thinking either, A, as a 14-year-old, you're thinking, what did I do wrong to push right. my dad away? Right. I don't know what I did. And then as time went on, because it had gotten so long since I talked to him, I'm thinking something bad has happened to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I just don't know what's going on with him. So my mom was calling all of the all her friends, you know, mutual friends, or whatever, and trying to find out, you know, where is he at? What is he doing? Blah blah blah. So that everybody has seen him, everybody has talked to him, everybody has told him, you know, he needs to call or whatever. He just didn't wow. call. So, you know, I went almost 17, 18 years nearly before I actually actually longer than that, 20, 22, 23 years before I actually saw him again. Now, this is the funny thing, how I saw him. I was working at an uh, a auto parts store. And that just happened to be, I was an assistant manager at an auto parts store. And there was a bus stop on the street right outside of the uh, parking lot from the uh, store. Mm-hmm. And it has, people were standing out there you know, at the bus stop, and it started pouring down raining. So the people at the bus stop came into the store to get out of the rain. And he was one of those people that came into the store. And I saw him and it was like the shock of my life. Cause I have not mm. seen this man in over 20 some years. Yeah. And when I saw him, I had this instant anger that built up. Like I wanted to say, where the F were you at mm-hmm. for the last 20 some odd years? All he could do was look at me and we stared at each other with an awkward stare for about 10, 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. We spoke and that was it. We didn't talk no more after that. He went on to the bus stop. I went on back to work mad as hell. Okay. Wow. Two weeks later, I ran into him again at a laundromat. And because, you know, we had a laundromat now, so he's basically sitting there waiting for clothes, and I'm walking mm-hmm. in about to dry something. I had some comforters. I'm thought of taking it to the dryer. So now we got nothing but time to sit here and try to figure out what the heck happened. Right. And I'm sitting there talking to him, and he's he really ain't giving me much about what happened all these years, what have you. But then he proceeds to tell me, you know, that I have a sister that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then he told me I had a brother that I don't know about. And I'm like, what? So who are these people? Where are these people? How old are these people? You know, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Then as he keeps talking, he said, no, okay, no, you had two sisters. I said, what? Women, women, women. What are you talking about now? So now I found out I got two sisters that I don't know and a brother that I don't know. So he gives me, he said, well, I want you to talk to one of them. So, uh, I'll give you her phone number and you can go and talk to her. So he gives me one of their phone numbers, which is the oldest one. She's the firstborn. I'm, I was the secondborn. So I call her and I talk to her over the phone and she's surprised. She didn't know that I exist or anything like that. I didn't know that she exists or what have you. So she said that one day, you know, she's just going to come up to the store and you know, we'll meet or whatever. And she happened to actually work at a Wendy's that was like, not even two miles away from where I work at. Man. So we sitting here like, we on the phone talking. We're like, I, I was saying one thing to myself and she was saying to herself, and we found it out after we finally met, we said the exact same thing. We both were saying to ourselves, I hope this is not somebody that I dated before. 
That's all, that's all we can say. Right. I hope I never dated this girl before. Because it's going to be some furniture moving around here. Because oh. I'm going to be killing somebody. But luckily, it, was, it wasn't somebody that, you know, that I had dated before. But when me and her met for the first time, you know, we instantly clicked. And my sister, that I, my, my normal sister that I have here, my younger sister, you know, I had become even more closer to this sister than I did my sister that I came up with. Oh, wow. Because we just bonded so, so tightly, you know, and it was, and I think it was her that made me want to re- want to continue to try to reach out to him, try to find out, you know, what's going on and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And then as we got older, you know, he broke down and he told me, you know, that he had, he had lost his job soon after that last conversation that me and him had. And he got strung out on drugs and he was really heavy on drugs uh, for years. And he couldn't figure out a way to how to get off of it or anything like this. Now, this man had a great job. He was working for the, in the shipyard, making great money. He had been there for like 20 years, what have you. Then all of a sudden they had a layoff. He lost his job. He lost his house. He lost his nice van. He lost the whole nine yards. So he just didn't know how to handle it. And he ended up getting strung out on crack cocaine and he was just mm-hmm. out of it. You know, so I I wish we we were we could have kept that relationship going. Yeah. Maybe if anything, it could have been our relationship that could have saved him. But I had had this hate for him for over twenty some years, maybe twenty five years. You know, because I thought he had just well, he had just abandoned me. Mm-hmm. But he abandoned me for that crack pipe. In other right. words, you know, that's right. basically what it was. Uh, but me and my you know my new sister. You know, now, you know, we've been around each other for almost 25 years, you know, and I ended up moving to Florida and I, and I lived with her for a while. And then, you know, I came back when I moved back uh, to my hometown. She came back and she moved back and she lived with me for a while. So it was like we've been clicking ever since. And it's just like she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, <laughs> she's the best thing that ever happened to me. But luckily today, me and him, we do talk now. We do talk on a regular basis, you know, at least once a week. So I'm happy for that. He's not uh, on drugs. He has not been on it for almost nine, ten years now. So I thank oh. God for that. Yes. <laughs> so I thank God for that. So wow. that's, my, that's my regrets. <laughs> that's a heavy regret. That's a heavy regret. That is. That is. Definitely is. But that's life, so. though. Like... Yeah, that's that's life. Yeah. But it, and, and you know, like I like I always say, regrets. Uh, we use that word, but they're really like just life lessons. That's, that's true. all. That's, that's true. All. Yeah, and you don't feel like it right then, but it's just life lessons. So. Yeah, and sometimes wow. you learn from your biggest mistakes a lot. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, so learn by trial and error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad the relationship has been mended because listen life is too damn short i know right i know i know oh okay so, so let's switch uh, gears a little bit let's switch gears just a little bit mm-hmm. so i started last time that we had our episode i kind of brought up a new segment called news you can't use news and you that can't is, use and i use <laughs> no news last that's right <laughs> <laughs> You can't do nothing with it but say, mm, okay, next. Right. That's about all you can say about this. 
So um, I was going to do it every other, but I found some that I just cannot get away from. I'm like, this is, I just got to talk about these because it's just ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. So here's the first one. I wanna go, I'm going to give you three now. So here's the first one. An Italian artist reportedly sold an invisible sculpture for $18,000 at an auction that took place earlier this month. According to the Italian 24 News, Salvatore Garro's sculpture is called Lo Sono, which in Italian means I am. It was, he was told everybody that it must be displayed in a private room away from any obstruction. But he sold it to someone for $18,000 and it's invisible. I don't know what to say about that, but if you got $18,000 spent on nothing, I need that money. Hook a brother up. Oh, did they like show a picture of this invisible art? Because I'm like so confused. Yeah, so the, the, so the picture was an empty space on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That what? <laughs> that was the picture. An empty space or empty lot on the ground. That's what they showed. That is this is the biggest come up for someone of history. Like eighteen thousand dollars for nothing. I, I, I'm eighteen thousand dollars. I'm so disappointed. Money. Yeah, I'm just so disappointed. I'm just so dis disappointed. We have starving people. We got homeless yeah. people. <laughs> I can't get someone to go take this money to a homeless shelter. Yeah, you're gonna spend eighteen thousand dollars on the air. Yes. Oh, oh I'm just God. so distraught. I'm so distraught. Okay. okay. What's so, your next one? Because this one got me all discombobulated. I know, I know. A restaurant in Maine decided that it was inhumane to throw a lobster in boiling water because they can see that the lobster is suffering. So they came up with a way to make it more peaceful. They found that if they blow <laughs> if they blow marijuana, <laughs> <can't> get it out. <laughs> if they blow marijuana smoke in their lobster's face, it relaxes them so they don't so that they don't feel the pain, and it makes the meat also taste better. So now, <sighs> this particular restaurant is under investigation because they have no way of knowing if the lobsters. Feel no pain. They cannot prove that a lobster tastes better and they can't be using marijuana in their food. What in the devil? What in the devil? What in the devil? <laughs> See, these are people that don't need restaurants. These are people that, like, why? Like, seriously. Oh my gosh. Who came up with it and then who were the followers? Like, I'm just so concerned that we have people like this that are like out in society and just like free. Like I'm just <laughs> they're like, I just feel free. like yeah they just roaming like I feel like some some of it can like jump off to like other people like the stupidity. Like I'm just and do they, they have kids because I'm worried about the future now. Like I, I just know. I need answers. They should not be procreating. Because no. oh. you don't need them more like this. You cannot take any more people like this in the world. Oh. Oh, okay. Let's go to the last one. Here's the last right. one. A Louisiana woman wanted, was wanted for second-degree murder 
and was apparently unhappy with the photo that the cops used on their social media to help bring her to justice. So what did she do? She decided to vent. So she went onto her social media, media and told all of her friends that that picture of me is ugly. So while she was still at large, the Facebook post had pinged her location. <laughs> <laughs> and because the cops were stalking her, her Facebook, they found out exactly where she was and they went and picked her little butt up. And that's exactly what her ass is. <laughs> Talk about how ugly her picture was. Who is you? And and she was ugly and that with them cornrows in her head and that orange oh, jumpsuit. So I'm just confused. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's wrong with people, but I know one thing. These these people need to be sent to jail and left there for the rest of their life just for being stupid. I mean, it's just you know what? It's just really scary though. It's like really scary how people like think and then the funny thing is is that it makes sense to them and then they try to convince you that it makes sense mm-hmm. so then They're you get on the stupid bus it. too yeah it's, it's very possible that you will hop on the stupid bus with them exactly exactly you know there's some people who, who, who follow them oh yeah you know? everybody you always say everybody got followers that's right there's an audience for everybody right so there's an audience of idiots that's out there with these people too so exactly that's how they roll that's how they roll <laughs> Oh, I swear. oh, so okay, so back in the day, it's not really even back in the day. I don't even know what year this was, but do you remember when Martin Lawrence was like jogging outside? It was like 107 degrees in California in August, See? and he had like layers. Yeah, that's okay. We 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 got that. Like that's that should have been on your <laughs> list, but. <laughs> <laughs> And so this fool ended up having a, a heat stroke, like, <sighs> which is, you know, any logical person would know that. Exactly. You you possibly could die. So the question is, is like, have you ever had a situation where this should have killed you? Like you thought about it, like whatever happened and you just say, you know, I am just so blessed, so lucky because I shouldn't be here right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I got a, I got a ton of them. Really? But uh, for the sake of this, I'm going to give you just one good one. Okay. And it's, it's crazy as all get out. So uh, me and a bunch of my friends, probably about six of us, uh, went to this popular skating rink that used to be around here. It's no longer around here. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, skating rinks used to be the giant. Oh, listen. You know, you, you go there, you <laughs> pick up somebody, get you a girl, or get you a guy, get you some pizza, roll around in mm-hmm. a little, little funky skates that they don't even clean. And nobody you know? gets shot. And, <laughs> so we went to this one skate. Like I said, it's about six of us. And we went with one of my friends, took his parents' station wagon. Old station wagon that had a wood paneling on the side. Mm-hmm. Old station wagon, and the back of it op- opened up like a hatchback. So we in, we in there, we get in there and uh, send down Gary to put our skates on. I got my skates, and one of my other friends, you know, he had just bought some shoes, some new shoes. It was called it was Asics. I don't know what to call it Asics, Asics, whatever you want to call Asics. them. Uh-huh, Asics. Asics. 
but they were they was fire. There was mm-hmm. all these different colors, like a bag of annihilators on his feet. <laughs> all these different colors, they were nice. So a group of guys came over to him and they was like um one of them had a, a backpack on. Now we even knew back then, I was I mean, I still came from the hood. I know you walk around with a backpack on and you ain't got no business having a backpack on, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. So the guy came over to him and we were sitting on the bench ready to put our skates on. And uh, the guy said, man, that's some nice shoes you got on. And he said, thanks. He said, what size shoe you wear? And he looked at him like... Set up question. The set up like, question. What? what? He's like, I don't know. I just got them. He said, man, you know what size shoe you wear? He said, no. He said, I don't know. I don't know. The guy said, all right, all right. He said, this some nice shoes. So he walked away, just kind of staring at him, walking away. And I told my boy, I said, man, he want them shoes. I said, I don't know what you're going to do, but he want them <laughs> shoes. I said, you better not put them skates on. I said, if you put right. them skates on and you lay them shoes down somewhere, they good as gap. So he never put, he never uh, went skating that night. We was only there for about an hour because those guys was watching. It's probably about 10 of them. The guys was watching him the entire night, waiting for him to do something, leave or whatever. So I went and told all my other boys, I'm like, man, look, when we leave here, we're going to have to really get out of here. I said, but these guys mm-hmm. over here, they want old boy shoes. I said, he said, what do you mean want a shoe? I said, look, man, they asked him what size shoe you wear. Don't nobody ask you what size shoe you wear unless they want them shoes, especially when they walk around carrying a backpack. And all of them had backpacks. So we knew something was going on. We didn't know who these guys, at the time, we didn't know who these guys were. But uh, so we about to leave and the last friend that we was with, he was uh, putting his skates on his counter, giving his skates up. And when he did that, I happened to look to the back, and I saw these guys coming from the back of the skating room, work, working their way up to the front. We was like, oh, heck, here they come. So we ran, went outside, got in the car, and one of my friends, he kind of playing stupid. He going to stay outside for a second. So I'm kind of looking for him, like, where they at? Where they at? We said, man, you better get your butt in this car. So we get in the car. And the parking lot was real long. So it ran the length of the uh, skating rink. Mm-hmm. So we got in the car and, we, and one of my friends who was driving, he said, let's ride past the front door and see where they at. Everybody was in there like, man, you better not ride past that front door. They're going to jump on the car and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, come on, let's, let's ride past the front door. So he, he drives past the front door. And as he's driving past the front door, they started, that's when they started to come out of the front door. And they come out of the front door and they start putting in their backpacks off of their backs and start pulling out guns. Mm. And when we saw them pulling out guns, my friend who was not in the car, he ran and we were still moving and we popped the the hatch open in the back and he jumped (laughs) in the back. And they started shooting and we shot out of that parking lot and it's it's a six lane highway, three going one way, three going the other way with a big median in the middle. So for us to get to the direction that we needed to go, we either had to go down and make a U-turn or jump that medium. So we jumped the medium. Yeah. And when we jumped at that medium, they are running out in the street, chasing us, on the running across the street, trying to catch us. For the Asics. For the Asics. <laughs> and they're shooting at us at the same time. What's so funny is not one bullet hit the car. We tell you they can't shoot with a lick. And I, I just said when when they, when skating range you didn't have to shoot. <laughs> girl, 
Vin was going in. They was just shooting. Pow, 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 pow. Wow. And then we found out later who they were. There was this local gang that was kind of like on, on a come up, trying to make their presence known. Oh. And it was like scaring a lot of people. So whenever you heard them, heard their name, their little gang name, everybody got afraid. Mm-hmm. And they were going in that direction. I wanted to stay away from them. Or they heard that they was going to a certain place. Nobody would go there because nobody wanted to deal with them. So well, they had to build their rep. They had to, yeah, they had to build their rep. And what's so funny about it, one of the, all of them either got locked up or were killed. And mm. one of them that had served some time, I think he served like 10 years or something like that. Uh, I happened to, he didn't know me, but I ran into him one day. He didn't know who I was or anything. He happened to be one of the guys who was asking my friend for his shoes. Of course, he, he probably don't remember that night because he done did so many things. Exactly. All, all that crap he's done. But when something traumatic happens to to me, I'm going to receive it and I'm going to remember that. Mm-hmm. So I remember who he was. And he just happened to be at the wedding of one of my friends that was getting married. And he was there. And I was like, I can't believe it's, it's that fool right there. I'm going to say, Yeah, that's another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to know spook anybody out. Whatever he wasn't in the game no more. But the game had been dispersed at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they were either in jail or or dead. He had just recently got out, probably about a year at that point when I saw him. But I know I didn't say anything to him. Whatever, I just kind of just left it alone. Didn't speak to him. Whatever, moving, you know. But it was weird, you know, coming full circle and having to run into him again after he had just finished doing a ten year bid after trying to shoot mm-hmm. somebody for mm-hmm. shooting. I don't know what he ended up going to jail for. I don't know if it was something that happened that night or after the fact, but he had just finished doing 10 years, you know, so. Probably robbery. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably robbing somebody. You're right. You're right. So that was one of my moments where I should have been killed. Well, I could have been killed that night. <laughs> yeah, I ain't so, shot at. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I would pass out. Like, just, just say it because I would, <laughs> I would just pass out. It not have to. It don't even have to. Sh- uh, like, like puncture me. It don't have to. Like, I would just be gone. Like the shock of everything, I would just pass out. Man, like y'all would just have to come get me, and you know, just come get me or lay over me or something because I'm I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the white sheet over right now. <laughs> I know. Remember, I, I'll tell you about when I used to work at the uh, the. Uh, auto parts store. Mm-hmm. So I, when I was at the same auto parts store, we got robbed one night. And stupid thing about it is the guy that came in shopping earlier that day and I knew the guy. Oh, wow. He came in, bought some parts from us, came back about an hour later to rob the place with no mask on. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him like, man, what you doing? <laughs> I'm like, is that you? What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what you doing? Yeah. I'm like, man, I know you ain't doing what I think you're doing, man. Man, just wait. Give me the money in the safe. Give me the money in the safe. So he got everybody running around because he had brought another boy with him. He came back. So both of them got guns, showing mm-hmm. everybody, you know, waving guns with them. And we went on and gave it to him or whatever. And then, so we called the cops. Cops come back, you know, asking. You know, do we need to do a sketch on him and try to find us? So you ain't got to do no sketch. I'll tell you who this fool is. I know him. 
You don't need no sketch. I can show you who he is right now and where he lives. And they went on and picked the little butt up. I said, you're about to dummy. How you going to rob somebody that you know? At least come How you rob somebody that you know? That you know, though. When no mask. So he, maybe he just wanted to go to jail. Cause I'm just confused. Like, no mask, no nothing. No mask at all. And was just in there earlier. So I'm like, even if I if I knew you, I mean, like, don't, don't leave a fresh face for me to realize, hey, you was just in here a few minutes ago. Right, because the second time, I'm... I'm Looking more at you, like I already yeah. seen you one time. So the second exactly. time, I'm getting, I'm getting extra tattoos and earrings exactly. and everything at this point. I'm like, Lord. come on, man. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> so what you got? What you got? Uh, okay, so I live like when I say I am scary, so I don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get on no roller coasters. Oh Lord. I like I just well, I don't mess with the music. Yeah, I just kinda like I just kinda like coast. Like I'm I'm really cautious, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember I was in an intern oh I can't talk an internship um in school and it was in Roanoke, right? Okay. So it was raining. Like I usually go home, I was talking to like this guy and he was so fine to me. Oh my god, he was just so fine. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I used to come home. I used to try to come home like every other weekend until I got out the, the um, internship. Because whenever we was there, it was me and another girl that was um that was taking the intern internship, and she lived um in the city that I was from. So she had a car and I had a car, so we would kind of like alternate driving, you know, back and forth or driving home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the weekends there, it was really nothing to do. Um, so we would we would try to go home or if we couldn't, you know, was, you know, we too tired or whatever, because we actually worked like long hours. We just wouldn't go. So this particular weekend, the guy I was talking to, he was like, hey, you know, I'm going to this such and such club. You're going to be able to come home. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna come home. Mm-hmm. I got my outfit. I'm going to be cute. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we going, we going. So... I was leaving the internship and it was raining that day. It would have been raining the whole day. And I never had a phobia of driving in the rain. Like it wasn't something that bothered me. It was just, oh, it's raining. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I remember the lady saying, she was like, okay, y'all, make sure y'all drive careful because it's raining outside. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Getting my little my little car. It, it was the best car. It was a... Um, it was a Pinto. four door. Mm-mm, it was a Honda. <laughs> it was a red cherry Honda. Oh, it was a, oh I just love that car to death, right? Mm. So driving and you know, I'm doing fine. We just talking, whatever, whatever. It wasn't even at that point, it wasn't even raining like really hard. It was one of those rains. It was a steady rain, but it, it you know, you could still see you you would feel comfortable pretty okay. much. Okay. So I'm just driving and you know how they have like these big trucks that come on the side of you. And um, I guess I kind of like sped up because I really didn't like to be beside these trucks. So I guess I was, uh, you know, I had sped up and my friend was like, trying to tell you, you probably need to uh, slow down a little bit. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going fast. She was like, yeah, you're going a little bit too fast. So soon as she said that, I started hydroplaning into the other lane. Mm, I mean, I was scary. just like, 
coasted. And you know, it caught, of course, it catches you off guard because at that point, you have no control of the car. Mm. They do not teach you what to do when you hydroplane in. Nope. So she like, Shanti, and I'm like, I got it. I got it. I'm turning the wheel because right now my car is going into the other lane. So I'm trying to put it back into the other lane. And I was like, no, I got it. I got it. So I'm thinking, mm. in my mind, I'm telling her I got it, but I really don't got it. <laughs> so <laughs> so oh all of a sudden, we go into the other lane. We hit a bank and my car flip over. But the thing is, is that the car, yes, the car flips over, Zoe, but it flips over in slow motion. Like, I remember it to this day. I don't even <laughs> really remember hitting the so bank. Like, I don't remember the impact, but I remember the fold over. And it honestly felt like someone was gently putting my car down. When it oh, flipped. my goodness. And I was like, I was like, I was talking to my friend. I was like, you okay? She was like, yeah, okay. She was like, yeah, I'm okay. She said, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, how the hell are we going to get out of here? And mm. I'm panicking. I'm trying to get my seatbelt off. and I'm getting my seatbelt off or whatever. And so what I'm saying, though, when I see cars passing, cars are passing. They are not like, they're not stopping for me. They're not like nothing. like. They're just driving, seeing mm. a car. And I remember I saw out my window, it was this man that pulled over and he's crossing the highway and he came up and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I was like, please get me out of here. He was like, well, can you roll down your window? And as soon as I rolled down my window, he helped me to like slide out. It just so happened that I had enough room to slide out. And then to be honest, I don't even I don't even remember how my friend got out. I don't know if he was able to get her out on her side or if she had to climb out of my window. I don't know. Mm. But we both got out. When I say not a scratch, not a scratch. God was on your side that day. Yes. And I was just like the guy, I don't even know how. I guess evidently, I don't know if he called or maybe like someone else that was um passing by had called, but very soon after, um, the ambulance ended up coming. And um, you have to go in the ambulance when your car flips over, it's mandatory. Like they you can't go, even if you're okay, you have mm-hmm. to go in the ambulance. Yeah. So we ended up going in the ambulance, going to um the local hospital, and I was like, my car was total. I was just, I was just like in utter shock. Like I was like, I cannot Cars believe. And you ain't got a scratch on you. I don't have a scratch. My friend didn't have a scratch. Like God is on your side. Mm-hmm. I said they were nothing but my angels because mm. literally, I mean, like I said, it was the car flipped over so nice and easy so nice and easy <laughs> it was the craziest thing now i'll be going lesson. like 13 in the rain I, I am one of those people that you will be honking at mm. in the rain i would be going 13 go around oh, me Lord. Oh, go Lord. around i'm good go around don't worry about what i'm doing okay i'm fine go you around got a life me. lesson and that got a crash you got a life lesson and i was how old was i i was 20 I think I was 22. Mm. Yep. 22, 23. To this day, for all this I time, you've been driving slow in the rain. Slow in rain, yep. Pissing people off. Pissing people off. 
sometimes oh, I won't even yeah. like if I have to go long distances, I will look at the weather first. If it's raining and I have a choice, trying to, I, I, I would not go. That's traumatic. You would not go. Mm-mm. That was traumatic for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You one of those people. Oh my God. Now I know. But that's when what I'm saying. Don't judge people. But when they doing something, just mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. Right. That's it. That's it. Just let me know not to get in the car with you when it rains. Yeah, because you'll get irritated. I'm going to get irritated real quick because <laughs> I got a heavy foot. Listen, we're going to get there safe, though. We're going to get there. <laughs> I got a heavy foot. I can't deal with that. I got no time for that. Well, I know I, I that I'm not riding with you either when it rains because I'll be oversized, <laughs> hyperventilating. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, passenger, passenger driving, tell you to slow down and everything. Uh-uh. Yeah, you're gonna no need a bag to throw up in. You ride me in the rain. Yeah, especially my my truck. Oh my god! I don't know the truck. You know what? But I did make sure that I had all wheel drive. I don't know if that has anything to do 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 with it, like the hydroplane. Mm-hmm. But I, um, okay, so I made sure all my cars after that had all wheel drive. Yeah, better control, better traction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw the wheels go at the same time because usually, you know, if you got like front wheel or rear wheel drive, one set of tires is pulling while the other one is just sliding. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It, it, it felt just like how you described it. Yeah, I said so my got... driving instructor did not tell me there'd be days like this. <laughs> did not. Mama didn't say there'd be days like this. They should really like. I'm not quite sure if they have it like now as far as this is concerned, but they really should tell you what to do because I did all the things wrong. I was pulling the opposite direction and I was mashing the hell out of that brake, and it just oh made gosh. everything worse. Oh mm-hmm. Well, you got you got. Try to approach it the same way you do snow. You yeah. know, s- snow is kind of the same way. You know, you kind of got to got to be careful because you will slide just the same, just like black ice, just the yeah. same. Yeah, I don't drive in the snow either, so I'm. I'm oh my gosh! No, nope. you can drive a bus pass. Yeah, in the bus pass. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my nope. god! Okay. Any, anywho, well. I think we've uh, exhausted ourselves on our our reveals today. The reveals. This is a good episode. I enjoy. I mean, I, I love all our episodes, but you know, exactly, learning, exactly. Learning some so, things. Learning some things. So, uh, we'll make sure that uh, everybody tunes in, continues to tune in. Uh, every time we give you an episode, we're going to try to give you something different than you were here somewhere else. Uh, so, we ask you to just continue to support. Uh, look out for our next episode. And of Ooh. course, I'll just give you a little hint for our next episode. You know, um, I can't, I want to tell you everything that we're going to talk about, but uh, I want you to tune in so you can kind of see what we're going to discuss. But one thing I will give you is we're going to discuss the 10 ways, the 10 worst ways to break up with somebody. So if you have some ideas that you have <laughs> dealt with in the past, if someone has broken up with you or you have broken up with somebody else in one of the craziest ways that you can think about, please let us know. Go to our website, thelobbypodcast.com, and hit us up there. Shoot us an email or a message, and we'll talk about it on our, on our next uh, episode. Yes. 
and you will remain anonymous and we have a judge-free zone here. We're not going <laughs> to judge you. <laughs> we're going to talk judge about you, zone. but we're not going to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So be prepared to be talked about, but we ain't going to judge. Yeah. We ain't going to judge. We got you. All right? So uh, with that being said, we're tuning out, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to The Lobby. You can get in contact with us at thelobbypodcast.com or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Please leave comments, questions, or a topic you want us to discuss on our next episode. Till next time, peace, and we love you.